Take your Bibles. Mm. Daniel, go to Daniel chapter 1. Daniel chapter 1. Daniel chapter 1. Aren't you glad you're saved? Boy, it's good to be saved. I, I, I'm so glad I'm a believer. I'm glad I'm in God's house. And uh, I'm glad you're here at this place, a good place. And I want to say this as you're finding Daniel 1. Um, I want to encourage all of you. You're living at a special time. And I mean, every pastor, all my pastor friends, we've just laughed. We've looked at our church calendar and said, man, what do you think would have happened if we had that event? What do you think would have happened if we had that? And uh, we did have our youth conference in August. And uh, it was so funny because we were giving away Easter candy for prizes. And uh, we had tons of Easter candy lying around. And I told our church, man, we're ready to have an Easter program. And we're just going to have it in December. And then we'll have our Christmas. And then, you know, it, this has been one unique year. And um, what an opportunity for you to learn how to handle such a situation. And uh, there was no church manuals that we could grab. There was nothing that we could say... Hey, bring in this person, and let's bring in this crowd, and let's bring in this singing group, and we're going to have to pray our way out of this one. And uh, what an opportunity to learn um, how to handle things. And I would encourage you, uh, Pastor Chapel's been such a blessing as a personal friend in many things, and just to reach out and say, hey, need some advice or got a question, what do you think about this? And to walk through this, and I hope you're taking notes, I hope you're jotting things down, because perilous times shall come. And as you deal with things in your ministry in the days ahead, you'll be able to look back on this and say, you know, here's what we did. Here's how we handled this. And uh, what an opportunity. What an opportunity. Daniel chapter 1 and verse 8. If you're there, say amen. If you're not, act like it. But Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with a portion of the king's meat nor with the wine which he drank. Therefore, he requested the prince of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself. I'm going to read this passage to you, and you don't need to turn to it for sake of time. Psalms 119, 38. Establish thy word unto thy servant who is devoted to thy fear. Establish thy word unto thy servant who is devoted to thy fear. Can we pray together, and then we'll just get right into the message. Heavenly Father, I love you. And God, wow, my heart's been stirred just by the congregational singing, just being here to see that you've given strength and grace and, and you've met needs of so many uh, folks that we have the opportunity of a lifetime to continue to serve you in this free country. I pray that you'll uh, be with our country, be with our leaders. I pray that you'll heal our land. I pray that you'll bless uh, all of our gospel preaching churches all over the globe. Would you give wisdom and would you help us to take advantage of this opportunity to get the gospel out even more? And uh, thank you for throwing us out of the box and help us to find out how to reach this world and uh, until you return. I love you. Give us a good day, please. Bless Jenny and the kids, uh, grandkids back at the house. Amen. I would say kids. Amen. That's all we got. My kids are here. And uh, but my wife's back at the house with grandchildren. I tell you, I'm a grandfather. My handle is Papa G. So we don't sign Bibles anymore because long distance, so you get a group hug, okay? But uh, Papa G, that's my name right there. Praise the Lord. I've had in the last year and a half quite a few, um, I never thought I would say younger preachers, I'm 48, quite a few young men and young ladies, young couples going out, going to start their church. 
going out. We're going into our ministry where we believe God wants us to go. And I've had somewhat of the same question, and Dr. Shetler, I'm sure you've had the same thing, and others, and they'll say something like this, Brother Scott, um, which way? Like, we've seen this for all these years. Is it wrong to change some things? Is it wrong to look a different way? Is it wrong to try to figure it out and I just, I disagree with that or maybe I like that, but I didn't like that. And, 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 and I've had some, and one, I'm very thankful we're sitting down and talking. Even God says, come now, let us reason together. And I love the fact that people are wanting to know, can you show me in scripture why you do this and why you do that? And that's why I preach heavily to our church, especially to our families, that we need to get our children to know and to accept biblical convictions, personal biblical convictions. We, if we're not careful, we get everybody else's standards. We don't even know why we believe what we're believing. And uh, we're against white shirt. I got one. We're against white shirts, and then we got a colored shirt, and then we got striped shirts. And I've heard preaching on tassels on shoes, and I've heard preaching on everything. You name it, I've heard it, man. And uh, people grow up, start reading the Word of God, going, "That's not in the Bible." So where'd you get that? And then if we're not careful, we get frustrated, and so they'll say, "Are, are, are you in? Are, are you one of those?" One guy said the other day, and it's so funny when you say certain words, you have to whisper. You know what I'm talking about? He's like, you know, Brother Scott, I can't understand. Are, are you still a, I have beer? And I said, yes. <laughs> he goes, why? <laughs> I mean, saying IFB now is like sneezing in public. <laughs> sneezing in public is like a drive-by shooting right now with COVID, man. If somebody calls or sneezes, 10 people will dive underneath the pew. Everybody Okay. Act like you like it. We'll get out of here real early. I promise you that, all right? I mean, it's crazy. And I said, and I told all of them, sir and young man, young lady, I'm not ashamed. I'm proud to be an independent. That means I'm not attached to anybody. I'm attached to God. Amen. There's no hierarchy going to walk in the church and say, you can't do this, you can't do that. I'm going to pass them the plate and say, you tithing this week? Then I can't listen to you. Amen. So, uh, no, I'm independent, man. We follow the Lord. We follow the Word of God. I'm, I'm proud to be a Baptist. You don't, Not only Baptists are not the only ones going to heaven, but if you're going to go on a trip, might as well go first class. And, uh, but, amen. There's some things I'm not ashamed of. And there's been these questions, which way and what, what, what direction should we go? And if we're not careful, we're so busy comparing ourselves by ourselves and with everybody else that we forget the truth is we've got to stay focused with God. I wish I could grow a beard. I got two holes right there. Boy, it looks bad, y'all. I can grow a mean goatee. Don't laugh. I'm going to try one day. A Duck Dynasty Baptist Church. That's what I'm going to start. Amen. But there's so many people, I guess you got to do that. And guys are growing beards and expecting thousands are rushing the door. I guess it wasn't the beard. Maybe if I changed this style and, 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 and they didn't flood in. I want to preach today on this subject, reverent or relevant? Reverent or Relevant. And, and, and if, you, if you don't mind, and you're in college, y'all are the best, and, and this is a phenomenal place. And you're, I, I was trying to think, you know how preachers are, they say, hey, would you come uh, preach chapel? One, I'm so honored. Like, you get a phone call from here, 
I try to act sophisticated. Like you put on your preacher's voice. Haani's my secretary, Vicente. And Haani, a pastor, you know, there's someone on the phone from West Coast. Well, I'll, I'll be right with them. You know, you got to make people wait. You don't want to seem too eager. And it's like, are they still there? You know, and uh, Haani, pastor with her. So, and you got to put the preacher, hey, hello, hi, <laughs> hello. Yeah, would, would, you, would you be available to come preach? Uh, well, let me check my schedule. And then you're over there doing the happy dance. Man, you're all excited, and you're like shouting and screaming. And then you forgot to put him on hold. Oh, man, you heard everything, didn't you? And it's like, yeah, I'll be there. And thank you. And so it's like, it's awesome. And then you get to thinking about how many messages do you all hear a week? I don't want to depress you, but I mean, you know, every time you turn around, someone's going, open your Bible. Turn your Bible. This truth will change your life. You're like, I'm so schizophrenic right now. I don't even know who I am. <laughs> Win souls 24 hours a day. Pray 24 hours a day. Walk with God 24 hours a day. Don't you eat a bite of food for 40 days. And uh, this. And then you're like, mm, I'm going crazy. And then you have those personal times in the office. We won't go there. Amen. But, uh, but you wonder, okay, what is it that I need to share? And I really believe this would be the message for the hour. Relevant seems to be one of the words that when they come up in the conversation, I, I want to be relevant. What's the curb appeal like? And don't get me wrong, every time, every time I pull into 3864 Guest Road, Durham, North Carolina, 27705, I look at it as a guest. I try to figure out what needs to be changed. I try to figure out what needs to be painted. I try to figure out what needs to be added, what needs to be thrown away. I love throwing stuff away. Oh, I'm a clean fanatic. My staff knows if it stays there too. If you stand still too long, I'll put you in the dumpster. <laughs> Do not leave me alone in the church. I just open up closets and I start, oh, yeah, that looks like trash. And I'm throwing stuff out left and right. I can't stand clutter. Anybody with me? Okay, good. And your roommate's not? All right, here we go. But we are at times, if we're not careful... Looking, and, and, and bear with me, don't, don't, don't crucify me and, and don't cheer for me too yet. Let, let's, let's look at all the, the, all the truth. But we're looking at times as, as the church is a business, if we're not careful, instead of understanding the purpose of the church, and, and we've been commissioned to do our part to get the gospel to every person on this planet. I want to be relevant. I, I am not opposed to be relevant. I am opposed to focusing so much on being relevant that we sacrifice our biblical convictions to become relevant. We should not be so short-sighted uh, uh, men and women of God that we, al that we al always look at the now of the culture and we're constantly changing our church to match or keep up with the world. But that's not what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to do our part to get the gospel to everyone we can. And I guess I want to be relevant and I want to keep up with the times and I want to do my best to be, to be what I need to be in 2020 and what people need me to be. Man, when all this COVID mess happened, I don't know if you've heard about it, but when all this mess happened, and, and so we, we did, we're doing everything, I guess other people were doing. We printed up uh, tracks for our online services and, and uh, our sewing and meeting. I said, hey, let's go hit all the gas stations. Go pump a dollar a gallon. Go get a, a dollar's worth of gas, rather, at every station. It's easy sewing. I mean, I'm at this pump. Somebody's right there. How you doing? Can I give you something? I won't touch you, I promise. I'm going to put it right there. Watch our services. 
Hey, on the back's the gospel. Hey, let me give you one. And I, I can't tell you how many people I led to Christ at Exxon. Thank God for Exxon. And I don't want to just use their parking lot, so I pay a dollar and I put some gas in the tank and lead some people to Christ, sign some people up for church and head on down to the next gas station. I'm you, you've got to find a way how to get it done. I, I want to be involved, but I don't want to be so spiritually weak that I'm more worried about being politically correct than biblically sound. We need to make sure that we have a balance of being relevant, but being reverent. And I think I can show you some things that'll help you. Proverbs 29, 25 says, the fear of man bringeth a snare, but whoso putteth his trust in the Lord shall be safe. Reverence meaning I'm fearing God more than I'm fearing man. I do not find Daniel, we just finished a whole series this past Sunday night uh, on the study of Daniel's life and his companions, but I do not find Daniel changing his beliefs to keep up with his culture. Daniel behaved himself well in Judah. That's why he was able to know how to behave in Babylon. And, and, and men and women of God, as we live in our modern-day Babylon all around this world, we better learn now when we have the freedoms to walk with God and now when we have the freedoms to stand for right and do things the, the godly way and live holy and give out the gospel and not be ashamed of Christ, we better learn how. Because as we behave in Babylon... Daniel wasn't the only one taken into exile. The Hebrew children, his companions, as the Bible calls them, they were not the only ones taken, but they knew how to behave. So from that very first time in Daniel 1, when that piece of food was pushed across the table, Daniel somehow went back to his heart and in his mind, he said, you know what? I learned way back there what I'm supposed to do. I didn't think this day would come, but it's here. And he learned by pushing the first bite of food back. He said, if you don't mind, we don't eat that. And I know we're new. I know this isn't my world. Y'all don't dress like me. You don't talk like me. You don't worship like me. Nothing's going on around here like I grew up. But if you'll give me a chance, I think I can prove to you. And that's why I believe with all my heart, we, okay, the wicked flee when no man pursue it, but the righteous are bold as a lion. You can be bold without being rude. Everybody, everybody, everybody good? You can be bold without being rude. Let me help you. I don't know how many of y'all are married, but it, when you get married and when you have children, first of all, you better be nice to people because you're going to reap what you sow. <laughs> Amen. And God help. Some of y'all, it's too late. And uh, so when you have children, your parents are just going to laugh. You're going to wonder why they're laughing when they go in the hospital, bring you the balloons and the candy. They're just going to laugh and they're having a good time. You think they're happy. They're just laughing because you're going to reap it. It's going to be bad. You're going to need the Holy Ghost to move in your house, buddy. And uh, ask me how I know. And so, but... Uh, my, my, I thank God for my, I call them boys, but they're all bigger than I am now. But I praise God for uh, my sons, and I'm, I'm so thankful they, they serve the Lord. But it started pushing that first bite of food back. Can you be relevant, and can you be reverent? As he continued to pray, when an executive order was made, you can't pray anymore. 
And Daniel went to his room as he did aforetime when other Jewish people no doubt said, hey, Daniel, we're going to pray. Just close the curtains. It's only for 30 days. No one will see you. We're still going to pray. You can still go to the window. Just pull the curtains to, man. No one has to know. It's only for 30 days. It's not like you're turning your back on God. But Daniel said, I'm sorry. I didn't get here by them. I got here by him. And I'm not turning my back on my God. And so for 30 days, I know the signing's done. I know those leaders in our legislative system, that they're, they're wicked people and they've done this to get me. They couldn't get them on doing anything wrong. So they said, we're going to have to get them on doing something right. And so he ended up going to his window as he did a four time, three times that day and said, uh, you still there? God said, I got you. You know, they're saying this is old fashioned. Yeah, but I'm not listening to them. Right now I'm listening to you. God, the rest of them are closing their curtains. And they said there's been a signing. And the king's not even going to like it because we're good friends. God, you know with grace and truth, I've tried to stand. I've tried to do right. It didn't work out too well at that day. But it turned out very well later on. When confronting the king, when his position was on the line, Daniel wasn't very relevant at that time. But Daniel and the Hebrew children allowed God to transform them on the inside. That's why they were allowed to affect their world around them on the outside. And I know you get a lot of great preaching here. And you come from churches that are phenomenal churches and have wonderful men of God. But the worst thing we can ever do, young people, and men and women of God, I apologize, is if we take this book for granted and if we expect two or three messages that come across here that are awesome and wonderful and right on point but you better get a hold of God and you better spend some time out in the woods and you better walk a trail somewhere and you better spend some long nights in prayer because I want to be relevant don't get me wrong but I would rather have God and not have anything modern than to not have God and meet everyone else's qualifications I beg you today Learn how to have reverence to God in your life. Let me give you some thoughts and jot some things down. Number one, we have a need to be fixed. David said, my heart is fixed, oh God. Change is something that will never end. You've changed since the time chapel started. I mean, your shirt got wrinkled. Some of y'all have got a good sleep already. I mean, I help my people every Sunday, amen. I mean, it, we, we've changed. I heard somebody so unwise and say, well, I don't want anyone in my church over 35. And I thought, you know how ignorant that statement is. You just got older since you made that statement. I saw you in the Bible. You're called the son of Dodo. <laughs> Have you lost your mind, man? You, change happens. It's going to happen. Change is just, that's how we live. And, and we have to allow that and we have it come in. But we should always strive to keep our relationship with God strong so that when the world brings pressure... I, I, I've seen a few cases uh, uh, th throughout this time of, of what I think is the beginning of some persecution. But there is legit persecution around this world. There are people that have died for their faith. You and I mostly, though, let's be honest, we face pressure. We, we, we've not really faced persecution. 
I mean, I got yelled at by a lady on American Airlines to pull my mask over my nose. That's not persecution. Everybody okay? Last year, I was going down to Mexico uh, to preach and had one of the men of the church with me. <laughs> we're flying down there, and I, I looked at him. I said, you realize we're getting no rewards for this trip. You realize, like, we're getting no rewards. So we can't brag about, went to the mission field, bless God, for a week, you know. I said, I'm, I got a feeling the Apostle Paul didn't travel like this. You know, so we're getting zero rewards, all right? Let's just try to keep somebody out of hell and keep God happy, man. We're not, we're not being persecuted. Now, we've gotten pressure, and the world pushes. And if we're not careful, if we don't keep this right, when we started here, because of the pressure, we end up over here. But if we'll keep this right, when the pressure comes, wow, excuse me, i got to get right back where I started, right there. We've got to keep that relationship with God strong. We need to be fixed. First of all, about this point, jot this down, there was a purposeful heart. A purposeful heart. In Daniel 1.8, we read the verse, but Daniel purposed in his heart. It started on the inside. I don't know why you came to school. I don't know if somebody talked you into it. I don't know if you've longed since you were a teenager to get here. I don't know what your story is, but I want to encourage you, set your moral compass pointed north. Never allow some things to cross some lines. Okay, let me help you, you, young, uh, you men that are going to pastor. Can I help you with this? If you'll marry right, you can hire right. If you'll marry well, you can hire well. I'm not intimidated by any of our staff. Why? I married well. Man, like Jenny's the best. We've been married 27 years, y'all. 27 years. And she's still good looking. I married her because she is hot. Everybody good? You can lead people to Christ. Say amen. And uh, she asked me to marry her, and I said yes. I'm just kidding. But um, this isn't live stream, is it? But, uh, you know, I, I love her, man. I just I couldn't live without her. She's the best. And if you'll marry well, guess what? You can hire well. That's why if you'll keep yourself morally pure and morally clean, the handbook should be nothing. We can't do that. Is that all? Oh, why? Because this is my handbook right there. And if I stay close to this, citizens of Judah, are you ready for Babylon? He had a purposeful heart. Not only that, but we need a positioned heart. A positioned heart. I wonder if the, if the 2020 average believer would have been standing with those Hebrew children that day. Can you imagine the conversation that went on? Because they were told, hey, when you hear the, all kinds of music, he said, I want every tongue, every language, every nation. There was a crowd. They said, when you hear that, you better bow. Can't you see him saying, come on, man, just, just bow. Just like dip your head a little bit. They said, fiery furnace. There's three of you. Come on, fellas, everybody, and literally everybody's doing it. Everybody's doing it. Just, just bow. Just, just, just do it. But there was three of them that said, no, I'm going to pass. Because we were taught a long time ago who to worship. And we were taught a long time ago how to worship. And that's not what we worship. And this is not how we worship. Sorry, I can't bow. Now you bring out the kind of music we know. And you bring out the God we serve. I'll worship with you all day and I will enjoy it. But right now, I know I'm not very relevant. I know I'm the three. Okay, H have you ever stood up at the wrong time and you're the only one standing? 
I was in college. I remember my friends that felt like they had the spirit of sleep and, and were in class. I'm like, hey, he wants you to pray. Heavenly Father, thank you, right in the middle of class. That's the wrong time. And, of course, we're all over there acting so innocent. Oh, isn't the Bible well? What are you doing? And, but only believers who have their heart bowed to God can truly stand for God. Because you know the end result in Daniel chapter 3. Those Hebrew children come walking out. The only thing that caught fire was the bands that had them uh, abound. And they're loose. There's no smell of smoke. There's no hair that's been uh, a singe, the Bible says. You couldn't even tell. The only way you could tell they'd been at a fire were the dead bodies they stepped over, the guys that threw them in. That's how well God took care of them. No, they were not relevant when they were standing as only three, when everybody else is bowing. But don't tell me they weren't the most relevant men in the nation when you walk out of a fiery furnace, everybody's going to see you then. If you want to be noticed, it's not going to be your Facebook. It's not going to be the Twitter and the social media. I'm not against using all things that we use. We want to get the gospel out. But I'm going to tell you the greatest thing you can do is get behind a closed door somewhere and you and God get together and you get on your face and say, oh God, I don't know how we're going to meet this need. Oh God, I don't know how my pastor's making it. Oh God, I don't know how I'm going to succeed in this. But God, I know you know. God, I need you right now. And God, everybody else is bowing. And I know I'm supposed to stand right here. Whew. They're also staring. God, I'll be honest with you, it's not fun. There's times this just doesn't seem like, really? But mark her down. Oh, Daniel, is thy God able to deliver thee? A wicked pagan king fast through the night for Daniel. He didn't eat a bite of food. He's the first one to run to that, that lion's den. He said, oh, Daniel, is thy God. I don't know how long Daniel made him wait. But all of a sudden, King Darius heard the sweetest words. Oh, king, live forever. And no doubt that's when the king looked at the guys that made him sign that and said, you, line up. Because I got a feeling your God ain't going to take care of you like his God did. No, he wasn't very relevant when he went to his window again while everybody else was pulling the curtains to. No, he wasn't very relevant when he pushed that food back, back across the table and everybody said, what are you doing? We're in the king's palace. It's the king's table. That's his food. You do not reject what's been given you. But Daniel said, I'm sorry. I've walked with him long enough. I know what my God wants me to do. But when you're walking out of a lion's den, everybody can see you. We need, number two, to be focused. I need to hasten. We need to be focused. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not into thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him. Isn't it funny in the, in, in the day we live? Boy, I thank God for technology. Don't get me wrong. Man, back in the day, they used to do things like read maps. Aren't y'all happy for Siri? I don't know if she's saved or not. I don't think she is. She's cursed a few times on my phone. Y'all pray for her. But... Uh, this morning, I, I, I've been to the Dunkin' Donuts. I go to it every time I'm here, but I forgot which avenue. And like, y'all have the longest streets around here. And I was going down some avenue today, and I ended up back in North Carolina. I said, well, that ain't it. And so, but I just, I just hey, Siri, find Dunkin' Donuts. 
And right away, turn right, turn left. I, I don't even pay attention anymore. I'm just waiting to see Duncan. Y'all pray for me. I don't have an addiction. I can quit any day, but today's not good for me right now, okay? But every morning, it's bad when you go through the drive-thru, they hear you, Pastor, come on through. Thank you, amen. Duncan changed their cups, and they're ungodly. They're, they're just, it's horrible. And Stephen, we were joking around one day, and the ministry's hard, y'all, okay? Just got to say that. So I said, Stephen, help me make a funny video for Duncan. So I did this video, and it was so funny. He put this music to it, man. I was acting so serious. And I said, Mr. Duncan, I know we're in a quarantine stage, and I don't know what you did with those foam cups, but you got to, in the hashtag, free the foam. You got to free the foam, man. These paper cups are horrible. And so we put a video together. Well, about a week later, I get a call friend of mine and he said hey that video you made I said yeah what about I was just being you know just killing time being stupid and I was really going so winning and I just finished praying seven hours get off my back quit judging me and so I said uh, yeah what about it he said well we have somebody that works in the corporate that goes to our church and they want your address and I went uh-oh Tell them I'm sorry, amen. And I didn't move memberships to Starbucks. That's my brother. He's the bad boy. He's Cain. I'm Abel. And, uh, ooh, that means he's going to kill me. But anyway, doesn't end well. And uh, so, I, I, but I get a box in the mail and this letter, and I get a year's supply of foam cups. And it was signed, Mr. Duncan. And it said, we thought that video was the funniest thing, blah, blah, blah. Well, thank you for freeing the foam, but there's no coffee in these cotton-picking foam cups. So now i got to make a video called Fill the Foam. Amen. There's alliteration in there. Praise the Lord. But we trust Siri more than we do the Savior. And what's sad is if we're not careful, we, do not, we, we, we forget that we need to be focused because our strategy, don't misunderstand, I'm for ideas. I'm for trying anything as long as it does not violate the word of God. I will try. We, we've got to get the gospel out. We've got to do this. And hasn't 2020, it's literally thrown us out of the box and we've had to figure out what to do. I want to encourage you with this. Do not stray from the word of God. Okay, I, I need to end with this. Consider Noah. Noah, the Bible says this in Hebrews eleven seven. 7, by faith Noah being warned of God of things not seen as yet. What? Noah comes home, talks to his family. Hey, family, we're going to build a boat. Why? Because it's going to rain. What is that? Can you imagine the family devotions? Noah building an ark all day long preaching the exact same message every night. You think you've heard them all. You ain't heard them all until you hear the same one every night. He's working all day and preaching at night. It's going to rain. Boy, the crowd was big the first night. How would you like it if every week of the world, preaching this morning on it's going to rain, come back tonight at 6 o'clock, we're preaching on it's going to rain. Come back Wednesday night, we'll be teaching on it's going to rain. You'd be like, it needs to rain. For 120 years, he's chopping down wood. He's going to work without a drop following. Not very relevant, Noah. Look at you. What, what you building? Them preachers got to have a bigger parsonage than everybody else. Look at you. Wasn't very relevant until all of a sudden somebody said, did you spit on me? No, I didn't spit on... What, what was... 
uh-oh. That door started closing. That rain started following. Guess who is the most relevant man in town? My encouragement to you is this. Which way should I take my ministry? Which way should I... What, what direction? Is it the style that I wear? Is it the look that I have? Is it the songs that I sing? What direction, pastor, can I tell you this? If you'll spend so much time in that book and you'll spend so much time with your God, oh, God will allow you to walk out of your lines then one day. How did you do that? It wasn't me. It was him. How'd you get out of that fiery furnace? It was him. Yes, I want to be relevant. But if I can have my reverence towards God, number one, God will take care of the rest.